Welcome back to day two of Branding 101. Today we are going to get into module two, which covers getting clear with your brand and your brand message and your brand goals. We're also going to be talking about how to identify your customers, your audience, and your target customer. And the reason why this is so important is because once you have identified exactly who you're speaking to, then all of your marketing efforts are going to be so much easier. So if you're ready to get started into module two of Branding 101, let's dive in. In today's course, we are covering module two, which is really, really fun. This, is, this portion is called Getting Clear. Um, uh, we're going to be discussing getting clear on your brand, getting clear on your goals, competitive analysis, your brand image, your target audience, your target customer. So you will need your pen, a notebook, and a journal, and the worksheets that correspond with this module. So I have sent you a link to download these PDF printouts, so hopefully you've got those. Um, if you don't have them right now, we will walk through some of the questions so you can write those down. You can pause the video if you need to and write them down if you don't have them printed out yet. So let's get started in getting clear. Um, let's talk about what is getting clear on your brand. First of all, in order to market a product, you first have to define what your product is what the value it is that it brings to the market, and then who you're speaking to. And once you get clear and define your brand and its mission, you'll be able to create that foundation um, for all of your marketing efforts and all of your strategies. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Um, so we're going to define your brand's value proposition. In other words, what value or results are you offering? What gifts or skills do you bring? Um, what makes your product different or better? Now, if you aren't really sure, that's where we're going to help you in this portion to get really clear. Um, some of the first questions that you can ask yourself are, what makes you different from, say, your competition? Now, we are going to get into brand um, competitive analysis um, a little bit later on in this module, but be thinking about that a little bit um, right now. So, um, who is your target audience? Um, this is another area of your brand where you want to be very specific. Um, is your target audience women who are, say, savvy tech business owners, or are they men who are seeking spiritual development? Are they parents of teens? Um, are they travel-loving yoga instructors? Um, who is your target customer? So we want to get to know your perfect audience so you'll be able to speak to them directly. Another portion of getting clear is knowing how you can help your customer solve a problem. Think about your product. How does it help your customers solve a problem? Now, it doesn't have to be anything that's groundbreaking. Sometimes entertaining people solves a problem. So it doesn't have to be something where it's um, life-changing, but you do have to create something that does solve a problem. If it's entertaining, well, maybe it solves boredom. 
you know, I'm not going to be one to judge about what your what problem it is that your product or your business serves. Only you can do that. But truly, if it solves a problem, then it is the starting point for building your brand. Let's define your brand goals. Your brand goals are what you see accomplishing in the future. And after the heavy lifting has been done and all the foundational work has been done, that's where you're going to start reaching your brand goals. What's the main focus of your brand? Will you be selling expertise? Will you be selling a product or a service? So get very clear and specific on what it is you do or offer others. A lot of people have a lot of different various skills and, and interests, and it can be kind of tricky to decide um, on one when it when it comes to brand building. So the thing is that you'll want to kind of keep in mind is whatever it is that you decide to build, just make sure that it creates income for you. So um, one of the techniques that I use to get really clear and specific um, it's kind of a one sentence explanation and it goes a little bit like this. Um, it says, I get paid to do what? And then you fill in that blank. So maybe you can say, I get paid to sew dresses or I get paid to create dresses for brides on a budget. Now, once you've kind of defined what it is that you get paid to do, then you can kind of add to that that's that sentence and you can build on that sentence in a way that creates um, the vision for your customer so the I get paid to create dresses for brides on a budget later becomes when somebody asks you so what do you do is we create dresses for brides on a budget so let that kind of lead you into what your business and your brand mission is, and use that to create your tagline across all of your, your platforms, social media, um, any kind of marketing materials that you'll be creating. That helps you to kind of get really clear and define your tagline and use that consistently. All right, so um, we're gonna be talking about brand naming again. So brand naming, um, should you use your personal name or should you come up with something kind of catchy or unique? Well, that's going to be entirely up to you. Um, it just depends on what your future goals for your brand are. So, so for example, let's say uh, Jane Doe yoga instructor, right? So let's just say she wants to create a website that's very SEO friendly. Um, so maybe she will create her brand name as yogainstructorsyracuse.com. Now what that's going to do for her is that's going to help her to have some really hefty SEO, like positive SEO when people are searching for a yoga instructor in say Syracuse. So that's one strategy if you're building a business locally. It could be very, very helpful for you to do that. However, if you're creating a brand and maybe in the future you see it branching out into something much larger then you may want to use a different name other than something that's just going to be SEO friendly. So keep that in mind when you're creating your brand um, that you want it to, if you're creating something that's kind of focused around your expertise and you really see a vision for it growing into something more, I would always suggest people to maybe use their own name because everything that you 
are doing and all of your, your expertise and your skills. It's basically just, it's, it's an extension of you and you are your brand. So, um, and I also want to kind of touch a little bit on this portion of it. Um, if you are going to do a website, please do everything you can to do a .com um, instead of anything other than a .com extension. And the reason why I say this is it just adds another layer of, uh, of professionalism and brand strength. So if your name is not available, try something else such as say, I mean, I was lucky to get avacarmichael.com, which I registered over 10 years ago, but say your name isn't available, try something like the avacarmichael.com or I am avacarmichael.com. So try little bitty extensions that could help that in the front rather than change it to a .net or anything else. So always use a .com if you can help it. Okay, past that. Um, let's go into defining your brand goals. So again, this question is, how can you solve problems? And that's really the number one question that you'll want to ask yourself is, how can you help your customers solve a problem? What do you solve? What does your brand solve? Um, so usually um, everybody's just kind of interested in a product or service that solves their problem. Um, it's imperative that your brand identity immediately tells the customer how you can help them solve that problem. Um, it's also known as pain points. Um, so ask yourself if you offer something like convenience, time or money saving tools, peace of mind, knowledge, or a skill they don't have yet, or even a health benefit. Um, regardless of what you offer, the problem you solve needs to be the cornerstone of your brand identity. In this portion of the module, it's competitive analysis. Now, this one isn't always the most fun for everybody because it requires a lot of research, and not everybody enjoys the research part, but I guarantee you this is probably the most important part. So some of the questions that you're going to want to ask yourself um, are very, very important questions, such as, who is, your, who is your competition? Or who are your aspirational brands? And by aspirational brands, I mean, what are some brands that are kind of doing what you want to do that you really look up to? Really focus in on what they're doing and how they're doing it. Think about their journey, where they've been, um, a lot of their product offerings, what they're doing right, maybe some mistakes even that they've done too. But focus in on your aspirational brands and also your competition, I guess. And just kind of really look and take notes about what they're doing, what their message is, and what kind of clients they attract. Another question is asking, what is their pricing model like? Because when you enter the market, you want to make sure that you are competitive. If you are a new brand and you're offering a new service that maybe nobody has tried yet, it might be good to consider offering something more at a discounted price just to, just to give them a sample of what it is you do. Obviously, whenever we take samples from, you know, the Costco ladies, we're more compelled to purchase. So if it's something we've never tried before, offering something that is going to be at a competitive price to give people the chance to try something is a good, is a good strategy. Okay, so going back to competitive analysis, make sure you take your notes. Um, 
do all of the research that's in essential and positioning your brand in a place where it's going to be, um, again, competitive with your aspirational brands. Um, and number four, we are going to be talking about brand image here. So this one's really fun. What is your brand image and personality and who is your target customer? So now that we have defined your brand goals, it's time to get clear on your brand identity. Now, this one is mostly the visual portion of your brand. It includes how the world perceives you and how you want the world to perceive you. And it can also be about how you currently perceive yourself. Now, there is an exercise that I have that's coming up really soon. So I want you to get prepared for that. It's kind of a visualization technique that I feel works really, really good in determining um, your brand um, identity and how you want the world to perceive you. So let's, let's talk about that just a little bit here in a moment. Um, so every brand has an image, right? And has a personality just as every person does. So brands that have a well-defined personality make the product relatable on a personal level. Customers connect on, on that level and they have your product in their lives. So it is, it is a very personal thing when you create a brand. And I think a lot of companies and people maybe disconnect from that. They focus too much on just selling their product and they forget about making that personal connection. So one way to help define your brand's personality is to think about archetypes. Okay, so archetypes are very typical examples of certain um, person or personas. They're kind of like a stereotypical model of what you expect somebody to be who's attached to a certain something, right? So let's kind of give you some examples here. Like Tony Robbins is that motivational mindset junkie, right? Like people just love him. Um, Vans, the shoes, um, we think of skater dude, right? Um, Apple is very hipster. Taco Bell is the class clown. Um, Mountain Dew is gamers. So think about your archetype. When you think about your brand, who are the people that are associated with your brand? So let's get into the visual technique. And this one is a lot of fun. Um, so I love analogies. All right. So if you want to use your journal, that's fine too. Um, if you want to close your eyes and you want to think about this, um, let's, let's try it that way too, whatever you feel comfortable with. So, um, here's a little technique that I came up with and I use with my clients a lot in their brand building, um, kind of creating their image. So if you can imagine a woman just walked into the room of a party now see how she holds herself, what she looks like, how she's dressed, how she engages with others, how she speaks. Now keep your focus in on this woman and, or this man and how they're kind of interacting with the room. Okay. Now imagine that that person represents a brand. Now, how is she presenting herself at that party? When she shows up, does she make a grand entrance that people just can't forget? Or does she just kind of finesse herself into the room? Does she, does she stand against the wall? Does she, or does she get out there? Is she a social butterfly? 
How does she conduct herself amongst all those people? Is she shy and quiet? Is she memorable? How is she dressed? Is she dressed to the nines? Or is she kind of sloppy? You know, is she obnoxious? Think about all of these things when you're crafting your brand. How do you show up? Now, I will, another, another thing I want to say is when you think about your brand, think about it as a person. And when you're crafting that, craft it in a way that shows up in its best light. Design your brand, again, as if it is a person showing up for a really important party. What will be the first and lasting impression be? So the person showing up is you and your brand, and all the party goers are your target audience. So what will they say once you've left the room? So let's talk about the ideal audience persona demographic. Now I have created this fun, and I'm pardon me, I'm moving my, I have created this really fun little card here, and this helps a lot of my clients with getting um, really clear on their target audience. So um, I need you to make out one of these. It doesn't have to be fancy or anything like this, but make out a nice little card like this, and I want you to really, really get to know your ideal audience persona demographic. So this person here is Jenny. I have named her. Um, she's a female between the ages of 25 to 35. She makes approximately 45 dollars to $65,000. She lives in the U.S. in a city. Um, she is college educated. And she's not married, which means she could have a boyfriend. She could be engaged, but she's not married. Um, her interests are tech, travel, health, wellness, yoga. Um, she shops at Whole Foods Market. Um, she uh, wears Lululemon, J. Crew, and Zara. And her favorite brands are Fresh, which is the makeup, Patagonia, Nike, and Apple. So I want you to do this. Do this exercise where you think about your perfect target persona, your demographic, your audience, your customer. And think about what she loves to do, where she hangs out, who she hangs out with. You know. And name her and get to know her really, really well because this is the person that you're going to be talking to frequently on social media, through your marketing, um, through your ad campaigns, um, your product. Your product is designed around this person. So whether it's Jenny or it's Michael or whomever, whomever you decide that your, your perfect ideal audience is, create that persona and keep it close and get to know her. All right, now we're getting into the worksheets. Um, this portion, um, I hope you printed them out. Um, you're gonna need module two, section 01, um, 02, 03, and 04 pages. Um, I believe this, this is pages four through eight. So in this one worksheet, you're going to be talking about who are your aspirational brands? What do they look like? What are they doing? What have they done to get to where they are now? What is their branding message? What is their pricing model like? What can you learn from what they're doing or have done, whether good or bad? Are you willing to put in the similar work and effort to accomplish your goals? 
And my bonus question is, how will your brand look next to theirs? So you want to make sure that you attract the same customers that your competition has. And so you want to make sure that you're competitive with your competition in order to do that. Um, this can be through social proof. It can be through your visual um, assets. It can be through, you know, the landing pages, your website, you know, just make sure that the visual identity of your brand is tight and cohesive. So these are very important questions you're going to want to ask yourself. Um, if you want to attract those right customers, you have to really bring your A game. In worksheet two, it's um, section uh, 02, defining your brands and goals, getting specific product services or both, and using your name or business name. So these questions are specifically, um, are you selling products or services or both? And what specifically do you want to do? Now this goes back to the question of, I get paid to do what? Fill in that blank because this is gonna help you to get very specific with what it is that you do, what it is that you offer, and how to create that tagline that tells the world immediately in one sentence what you give them, what value you give them, what results that you're giving them. And then the other question of using your name or your business name. Does it make sense for you to brand to use your own, is, does it make sense for you and your brand to use your own name? Um, are you offering a product or a service where it makes sense to use your name or a business name? So are you going to be doing something that adds a little bit more of a personal touch? So think about that when you're naming your business. And also be thinking about ways that you can um, allow that brand name to expand later on. Section three, it's value proposition. What value do you offer? What sets you apart? And who is your target audience? Now, I know a lot of these questions might seem a little redundant, okay? But the reason why we ask these is because we want to make sure that you get absolutely clear and you really define um, your target audience, your brand, your position, and your value that you're bringing. What gifts, skills, or value do you offer? What can you do differently or better? Who is your target audience? What do they care about? And what are their pain points? And then number four, it's defining your brand voice, brand image, and visualization. So what does your brand voice currently sound like? Now we are gonna to touch on this more in module three. So you can kind of keep that question open right now. Um, you can kind of give it your, your best um, answer but be thinking about that one for module three. Does it currently, your brand voice, or will it sound authentic or like you? Do you want to speak to your customers the way you'd speak to friends or colleagues? So that's gonna be next in module three. Now, in the visualization exercise, write your answers down. What did you see? How do you envision your brand showing up at a party? How do you envision your brand being seen and spoken about by all of your audience or the party goers. So write down that visualization and explain in very good detail what your person, your brand was wearing. How did he or she interact at that party? How did she show up? 
and then write all those answers down. Include words like um, polished, elegant, fun, loud, obnoxious, informative. Use some of those adjectives to describe your brand. Okay, that concludes module two's lesson today. I really hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, I hope that I didn't move along too quickly. Um, please send me a message if you have any questions. I would love to help you in any way that I can. I'm here to help. Um, have a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow for Module 3. Thank you.